Some say he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. While some say he's on a journey. It's the journey. And here's your host, David Hackett. Hi everyone, another journey. And today we join an executive coach, social worker, author and educator who has dedicated his life to helping individuals struggling with mental illness to flourish with expertise in positive psychology and personality type he supports people in discovering their strengths and expressing their unique wisdom we're going to his journey today as we welcome rabbi alfredo f barodowski good hello it's a pleasure to be here david uh, then uh, this is about journeys, and and you know I would like to share with with people listening what my journey has been, and maybe to inspire people in their own journeys. Mm. Uh, in some way, my journey, unfortunately, is not uncommon. You know, as I had a terrible episode triggered by mental illness. In my case, bipolar, which yeah. I didn't know I had. And this journey took a sudden turn on a certain date and a certain time. This happened on June 19th, 2013, when I was arrested in the town of Mamaroneck in Westchester, New York, for impersonating a police officer. I've been Somebody gave me as a present one of those courtesy shields that, by the way, should not exist. Mm. And uh, I was manic. Didn't know it. I was not diagnosed at that point. I had grandiosity. And I began telling people how to drive. Until I told how to drive the girlfriend of one of the policemen in town. <laughs> and... Two minutes later, I was in handcuffs and I was arrested. And at that point, I was executive director of a major education program in New York. I was hospitalized. I was fired. I was ridiculed by the press that called me the road rage rabbi. And my life basically collapsed in 10 days. Yeah. And evaporated most of what I, I had or felt I had or felt it was important at that point. Mm. And since it has been a journey of basically rebuilding and learning and drawing wisdom from it. Yeah, and I understand, excuse me, um, I understand from bipolar, with it can be treated because people's perceptions, it can't be treated, but it can be treated and being on a manic high doesn't automatically mean you're a bad person. It just means you're on that level of being high and it's a euphoria. Yeah, look, I didn't read the signs. The signs were there throughout my life. I did not listen to people who loved me and advised me and encouraged me to get help. You know, when you're manic, is some kind of uh, codependency because you feel so great and you have so much energy and drive and creativity. Mm. 
and you are invincible and you have this grandeur and you can conquer anything, then it's very difficult for somebody who's manic to give it up. In fact, I went to the psychiatrist and I told him that I was depressed because I was fearful that I would take the manic away. And as I told him that I was depressed, he gave me antidepressants, depressants. And then my manic, you know, was adding fuel to my manic condition to take mm. the, the, that medication. Then that was ultimately what triggered the disaster that I was manic and then added an antidepressant and, and you know, was, uh, you know, I acted wrong because I was wrong, by the way. Okay, the, you know, what I did was not justified. People were very scared when I told them to drive slowly. And then, then I remember some of the faces of the people, how they reacted and, and you know, it was wrong. Uh, and but but when I was at the hospital and I was seen by three doctors and they told me, look, we believe you are you're bipolar, that was for me a great moment because it was the beginning of self-understanding and was the beginning of treatment and was a beginning of instead of being wrong, like you said, not being wrong to being ill and be able to to responsibly deal with it and draw learning and draw wisdom and draw courage and inspiration from my own condition. Yeah. And I assume, and this is how I feel on the situation, do you feel people stigmatized you easily because of the level of you or bipolar when you were diagnosed? Absolutely. People stopped calling me. Uh, clearly, I had committed a crime. And, but by the same token, I felt, you know, before I was arrested, I taught and lectured uh, throughout the country. Uh, people would not answer my emails anymore. The, the press and the narrative that the press had about me, the road rage rabbi, took a life of its own. I had no opportunity to explain myself and nobody, nobody was interested in listening what I felt and what I experienced it was all a circus. And yes, I feel I felt tremendous uh, stigma up to today. You know, when when uh, I apply for the for when, when I try to go to a place or introduce myself to somebody or, you know, I want to lecture or teach somewhere. What do they do first? They Google you. Okay. I, and that's it. Okay. It's very interesting. I taught a class recently on positive psychology and rabbinic wisdom. And half of the class, as I was going around, you know, with a Zoom class, half of the people came because of what they read on Google. It yeah. was interesting. They they said, I want to actually listen from this person. This person went through an experience that uh, demands a lot of fortitude, fortitude and wisdom. Then it's a double-edged sword. For those people who are mature and secure in themselves, my experience is an added value. They want to listen from me. 
Mm. Okay. For those who live in a world of superficiality and judgment, it's a negative. And I know that I will live my life between those two poles. And well, I will communicate and talk and grow with those who give me a chance and those who choose not to, they will continue their own journey. Yeah. And, the, you know, you said about being stigmatized. I personally, myself, feel like I'm a stigma because I'm, I'm autistic, but I the fact of being labeled as autistic, and I always say, I'm David, don't label me as autistic. Because I've had people come up to me over the years saying, how shall I treat you? Shall I treat you as David or shall I treat you as David with autism? I said, it's not David with autism, just treat me as David. Exactly. I, 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 I am the same person. Actually, look, you know that my mission, I mentioned this to you when, when I contact you first, my mission is to draw wisdom from people like us who went through unusual or sometimes no unusual experiences in life. Okay, who knows more about courage, courage, resilience, optimism, optimism, hope, and darkness also, and uncertainty than we, than us, than mm. us, okay? Like I said, say to people who go through a crisis and people who have a mental illness, we are masters to the world, okay? We, we have seen and experienced with intensity things that other people also go through, but we have done it so much and so deep that we have an obligation to convey our experience to the world. I, I do not want pain and suffering to be wasted. Mm. Okay, and, and, and uh, we need to give a chance and to create channels by which people who have a mental illness can articulate the wisdom. There is so much wisdom out, out there and I don't think that we yet had convinced ourselves that we have a message. We, we dwell so much, and understandably, we dwell so much in what we are lacking. We, 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 we live in such stage of crisis and despair sometimes that we forget that out of all that experience, there are lessons. And we need to translate those lessons. Then my, my my objective, my goal, my dream is to convey people, to gather people like us with a sense of dignity and purpose that we have a message that can help people who sometimes stigmatize us, but because that, they don't know that we have so much wisdom to share. Yeah, and it's about sharing that wisdom I like because, you know, with the misconception, they think we're inadequate, low, the lowest of the low. <clears throat> How can I put it? You're the gut type person where they will not walk past you and ignore you. But like you said, we are wisdom we are influencing even if we look like we're the lowest we've got so much behind us as people and i like that because it's the quiet ones that stand out more than the people who are big boastful 
saying I am because I think those people who are putting those labels on themselves saying I'm big I am they're not big I am they're just making themselves look big right look for me a, a revealing moment a key moment I was at a hospital uh, on an outpatient program and we were seated with a social worker and I was sitting next to a guy who was basically sleeping uh, maybe sedated by medication uh, he was completely out of it and he didn't look well and I dismissed him to be on to be honest I prejudged him and he was out of it and Suddenly, the social worker asked the question, who helped you in life? And, and this guy, out of the blue, opened his eyes and gave the most profound, loving statement about the love of his family. I tell you, I never heard something so deep and wise. And I realized at that moment that I was stigmatizing him, even as I was stigmatized. And that I I did I was unable to see that he was another person who went through a very daring journey. And suddenly he woke up and delivered the most profound wisdom. And he said at that moment, wow. There are so many people who are with a mental illness, who are secluded in a room, living by themselves, who every day ask the question of, I have nothing to offer to the world, that they are timid to talk, that they feel defected, discarded, a footnote in the world. And they have the most profound pearls of wisdom to offer. And it's all a matter of shifting the paradigm from feeling down to feeling masters. Masters in terms of masters of wisdom. Like, like I said, everybody with a mental illness is a coach in the making. Okay. I mean, the coaches, they teach you about life coaching. Okay. Well, who knows more about life coaching and life that we do? The fact that we are able to endure and to make some progress and go back and go forward and not to quit and wake up every day with uncertainty and make it to the end of the day, okay, and, and support ourselves and be creative and see darkness like very few people see and confront uncertainty and live a life. And you tell me that we cannot be coaches of life to the world? If we cannot, who? And, you know, we do advocacy and we ask things. We want this, we want that, we want, and that's great. And there are many organizations who do a great job and I support them in terms of advocating for the mentally ill. But my approach is that stigma is going to diminish when we show to the world the added value of what we can offer. 
Okay, that's my approach. My approach is to break into the market of ideas and show that we are all apart at the level of anybody else and even more because of our experience and we have what to offer to the world in terms of wisdom. And then I believe the stigma naturally is going to diminish, but we need to find, we have to create think tanks, think tanks of people who have mental illness to produce wisdom to the world. Mm. Uh, um, with this wisdom, obviously, it's now talking about in your bio you sent me, it says you've written two books. Do you think those books have helped you develop further as a person? Well, there is a there is a book coming. There is a book that I just finished, which is, I think, a different kind of book. On each, the, the, there are fourteen chapters. It's called the Wisdom of Mental Illness, and I tell you the title of some of the chapters: acceptance, wholeness, uncertainty, shame, prayer, eh, exhaustion, and each chapter has a link. Then you read the chapter, you click on the link, and you are sent to a dedicated website where you share your wisdom. Then for me, this is not a book. This is an invitation. It's an interactive book. And the purpose of the book is to gather as many people as possible on that dedicated pages to deliver the wisdom, articulate the wisdom, offer the wisdom to the world, and ultimately, out of this book will come another book, which is the joint, the collective wisdom of those who participated. Then I don't see this as a book. This is a project. Yeah. The book is an excuse for people to click at the end. And all those people who feel I don't have what to say, nobody wants to listen to me. It's an invitation for them anonymously to tell what they need the world to know, to help the world, mm. to heal. Then, uh, <laughs> then I'm going to go on a social media campaign, of which now you're part, uh, in which I'm going to, to offer this book basically at a very low cost, okay? Very low cost, uh, because this is not a book for me to make money, it's a book Basically, I will give you for free, but I can't do that because then you cannot put it in some of the channels where books are sold. Uh, then, then, then. Uh, but the, the purpose is full participation for people who say, "Okay, I read the chapter on uncertainty. Now I want to tell you what I think uncertainty is, what I have learned from my own uncertainty, and how my own experience can." can help people. If I can do that, then my purpose and e everything I went through, okay, it doesn't have a reason, but has meaning. And like you said, it's an interactive way of people engaging with others and 
it takes one person to help another, whilst another person might get help from another. So it's about a chain link community where you can all relate to each other. We're not talking to each other. As I said, we need to create think tanks. Yeah. Well, we gather together not to listen to psychiatrists, not to listen to social workers, mm. not to learn what the latest medication is. Those are great, by the way. I go oh. to a psychiatrist every month. I go to therapy every week. Okay. Mm. Then, 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 then don't get me wrong. Those are essential to our well-being. And there is a place and time, but the conversation cannot be dominated only by professionals. Mm. There has to be another conversation that needs to take place, which is only based on our shared wisdom, where we have a think tank of uncertainty and think tank on acceptance. And we create curriculum and we create statements and we create books okay, about we what we as a community can offer to the world on those crucial existential issues with a voice that only we can offer because we went through it in a different way than your neighbor. Yeah, and I do like that. It's a really powerful message in its own right mind because it is, you know, you say about professionals, I don't, you know, some people say professionals are not really there, but, you know, this is about you as a person, me as a person, not about, the collective group of people on me or you it's about you yes without it's about exactly it's about us look professional had been a blessing to me i i would not be here without the social workers the psychiatrist the, my therapist uh, my religious leaders, my community, but at the most essential level, we, a community of people who face life in a different way, we need to come together as individuals and a collective to translate it, our experience into wisdom and come up to the world proud with dignity to say, this is what we need to offer. We have this wisdom for you that is going to do well to you because we know that although you may not be bipolar, there is a lot of anxiety and depression. You know, like 45% of college students in America across the nation suffer of depression to the level of not being functional. 45%. Hmm. Depression went up went up 20% in America after the first year of COVID. There is rampant depression and anxiety in this world. Okay, people who are not diagnosed bipolar and who don't have a mental illness. Then imagine all we can teach them and advise them, us who had lived with these conditions chronically, okay, in the deep, in a deeper way. And in a more intense way, imagine all we can tell the average American, okay, who is going through tough times. We should be a source of inspiration. Okay, and I don't think we have done the job. I don't think we have crossed that line 
between feeling victims of our condition and to be masters and teachers to the world. We had not made that transition. They are not, you know, and, and I, you know, I know that there are programs where we go and talk at schools. I've done that. Then I've been in, in, in those speaking programs. When I've been talking about my experience at schools. I've been talking about my experience at, at the nursery, nursing schools. At I've done that. But I'm talking about something different. I'm talking about wisdom itself. Not about telling the story only. There is a difference between telling your story and being inspirational and getting a little bit deeper about what are what is the wisdom that your story tells to the world. Mm. Okay, there is we need to go beyond the testimonial into master of wisdom. It's a different modality. Okay, it's a more abstract way of telling things more what are the principles and experiences okay and resources uh, then then we need to get a little bit more reflective and deeper and distill the experience and the story into a wisdom we can deliver yeah so going forward to the future how would you see things will be progressing for people with mental health issues like bipolar? Look, I think that that uh, there is great stigma, as we said, but you know there are a lot of famous people who are coming out and sharing with the world, athletes, Hollywood stars, okay, who are now openly sharing. Uh, the mental illnesses, I, I do see that as a tremendously positive step. Uh, I don't like the world, the word normalizing, because I don't like to tell people you are normal or abnormal. Mm. Uh, I think that that's a terrible categorization. We are all humans uh, in a continuum of different kind of people. Mm. Then, uh, then I don't like so much the word normalizing, but I, I do believe that people coming out and saying I can be on top of the world according to the American dream of being famous and I can be bipolar and to be depressed is happening more and more and it's a very positive. But I do believe that for us, who are not famous, things are going to happen when we begin the process of convincing ourselves that we are masters of wisdom, mm. that our experience cannot go to waste and need to be translated into in, in different forms. And uh, the next time you see somebody and said, said, are you bipolar? I said, yes, I am bipolar. And you know something? I know about uncertainty and courage and about strength and about darkness and light and that's by the way why i am so connected to positive psychology which is the psychology of what is working it is a psychology of flourishing it is a psychology of being happier okay what is working in us that's why i apply the methodology of positive psychology because i want to dwell 
within our trap, you know, within our difficult journey. I want to dwell and use the methodologies and science we have today about how to flourish. Yeah, so um, to sum up and before we get into how people get hold of you, what would you say to people to inspire them? To make them feel good, to make them feel there is hope out there. Okay, then you went to crisis. You live in despair. You don't know where you're going tomorrow. You feel rejected and you feel lonely. And those are real and valid and painful. But at the end of this, you need to ask the question, and then what can I teach? I think that's the question. Okay? Nobody can take away the pain. The situation may be terrible. You may not be able to change it. But the question is, and then, okay, you know, a soldier can come back from a terrible war and ask the question, what can I teach now about the value of human life? I've seen so much loss that I now I, I have a sensitivity of the value of life that you don't have. And then my question to the people with mental illness like me is, you've been in a war in life. What can you see deeply that others who have not gone through the treacherous journey you are going through, you can teach them and talk about and be a master of. Yeah. That's what I would ask them. Duke to your lessons, draw lessons, whatever those lessons are. Hopefully, when my book comes comes out, it's not my book, as I said, it's an invitation to a community. Hopefully many of the, your listeners will click on the link and become part of a community of wisdom. Yeah. And um, obviously that is involved in the contact details. How can people get hold of you and get hold of this link? Well, bipolarrabbi.com. Here, bipolarrabbi2rs, the R of bipolar and the R of rabbi with two Bs, BBI, bipolarrabbi.com. That's my website. You sign up. And you get my weekly newsletter, which is a newsletter about wisdom. Then all you know, all that I've been sharing with you, David, in the newsletter comes in a very short blog every week in which I take some of the topics and uh, try to make it meaningful. And I'm going to announce when the book comes out on, 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 on the website. Uh, this is not the website that I'm going to be, you sign up, I'm not going to be targeting you with zillion emails every week, okay? <laughs> so I hate when they do that to me, then I would not do it to others. Then it's just for the weekly blog, if you are interested to know when the book comes out and some workshops that, that I offer. 
uh, and to, just to, to, to keep you alert to the time when the conversation, the collective, collective conversation will begin. Okay, Rabbi Alfredo, it's been a pleasure talking to you about your journey today. Thank you, David. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. I admire you, by thank the way. You, you. you know, we've been talking about making wisdom out of your situation, and you are out of your situation. You are a facilitator of wisdom. Then, 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 in some way, I'm, you know, as it comes to you, I'm preaching to the choir because you are actually the embodiment <laughs> of what I am talking about. Thank okay, you. you have your challenge, and you are conveying people to deliver the wisdom to the world. You are the exemplar of what all I've been talking about. Thank you. Be part of the journey by sharing your journey. Until next time, bye-bye from me and David. Hashtag share a wise word or two.